0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds in every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And finally, Football Bingo is back. This time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And you can follow my Twitter account. I am at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. That is the Twitter account for lockbetting.com. My premium pay service that has delivered 114 months in a row of transbank track profit. You can see the PL. For the 114th month on the Twitter account at LockBetting.com. It is the pinned tweet, but that will be getting swapped out for the 115th month, which will be the month of December. And that spreadsheet contains all of our World Cup futures. Sign up in time for January. Do yourself a favour and sign up to LockBetting for the new year. So the EPL is back and we resume with... Match day 17 on Boxing Day. The games begin on Monday and they carry on all the way until Wednesday, beginning the hectic, festive period that we always get here in England. No break for the World Cup. The players had a few days off. Some of them did, not those that ended up playing in the League Cup in midweek. But I was impressed by the level of the games. I was also impressed by the number of top level players that the teams could get out. We saw a very competitive game between Manchester City and Liverpool with a lot of top names on the pitch. So perhaps we won't see this big dip in standard. Perhaps we won't see as many shocking results as I was anticipating. But I would still tread carefully. This is unprecedented territory. We've never seen this before we've never had a winter world cup we've never stopped the season and then come back after five weeks so i would still tread carefully until we get a read on the best way to be tackling and approaching this festive period so we begin match day 17 on monday at twelve thirty p.m uk time seven thirty a.m eastern time in the u.s with the game between brentford and tottenham a london derby to start things off Where Tottenham are the even money favourites. It's 13 to 5 here on the draw, and it's 5 to 2 here on Brentford. Tottenham had a very mixed finish to the season. They did finish with a win against Leeds but prior to that they exited the Carabao Cup and their league form was very very inconsistent. The big positive for Tottenham was winning their Champions League group which they just about managed to do. It was a group on paper that Tottenham supporters expected to win a little bit more easily than they did. Tottenham ended up making a meal with Meal out of it, but ultimately they were the group winners, and I think that was their main success. Prior to the World Cup. As for the league, Tottenham are where you would expect them to be. They're in the top four. The market at the start of the season thought that they were the third favourites to win the league. I thought that was a little bit ridiculous, and it has looked ridiculous because Tottenham have not played well so far this season when they've travelled to the big teams. They have lost those games, they have not travelled well. It's their home form that's keeping them in the top four. So it's difficult to take them here as a favourite against Brentford. It's obviously a difficult place to go to. Tottenham should be capable of winning this game on paper. But I think the better way to go would be to take both teams to score. A selection that's available for you here at a price of 10 to 13. Tottenham have actually scored in 14 of their 15 Premier League games this season so far. But... They are missing Hugo Lloris in goal and Christian Romero at the back because these guys played in the World Cup final last week. So neither is going to be back and that's going to allow Brentford more opportunities to score with Tottenham's main centre-back out of the picture and a substitute goalkeeper. Brentford themselves have seen goals at both ends in their last three games. And therefore, we can ride the data and we can ride the situation of Tottenham missing players in defence. Whilst uh, I think we can be relatively certain that Tottenham, having scored in 14 of their 15 Premier League games so far, can contribute here in this game. So both teams to score is my selection based on the situation and the data. And that one is available for you at a price of 10 to 13 here in the early kickoff between Brentford and Tottenham on Monday. Moving on to the 3pm kickoffs, we start with the game between Crystal Palace and Fulham. Where Palace are the 21 to 20 favourites here at home. It's 12 to 5 on the draw, and it's 13 to 5 here on Fulham. I don't expect Fulham to be as good in this second half of the season as they were in the first half. Fulham have pretty much overperformed getting themselves into the top half and aren't really in the relegation conversation for anybody. But it's worth noting that there isn't a significant gap between Fulham in ninth spot. And um, Wolves, for example, at the bottom of the table. So anything can happen. And we say the halfway point, we're not actually there. We've played 15 games. So we're still four games away from being at the halfway point. So it's way, way too early to decide on who teams are. As to say, uh, Fulham are safe for Arsenal and Man City, the only title contenders. And Newcastle are challenging for the top four. And um, Nottingham Forest... Nottingham Forest signings aren't going to adjust and they're going to go down. These types of takes, I think it's way too early to to, to have them as we're only 15 games in. I think in this particular game, I lean towards Crystal Palace. This is the type of game that Crystal Palace have been winning against inferior opposition at home. Palace have won the last three home games in the Premier League and can make it four in a row against this Fulham side who are actually poor travellers. They have five defeats in their last seven away games. In all competitions, and therefore, I think Crystal Palace is the side here, and I will take them as a plus money selection to get the win here on Monday. Up next, we move on to the game here between Everton and Wolves, two teams who are considered to be in the relegation race, especially Wolves. Everton are the eleven to eight favourites to pile more misery onto Wolves. It's eleven to five on the draw, and it's twenty-one to ten here on Wolves. It's difficult for me to see goals here in this game. Wolves have only scored eight goals in their first 15 games so far this season. Everton have really struggled to score more than once in their games. So I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair. Obviously, the under is juiced. So if you're asking me to pick a winner here instead of taking the juiced under, I think... um, Everton will be able to come away with the win. Wolves may be under new management, but they haven't been able to add anything to their squad. So they may still have the same problems and the problem will be scoring goals. They scored a league eight goals, as I mentioned, and are yet to win away from home so far this season, whilst Everton have won two of the last four Premier League games on their own turf. Not great, but possibly good enough to win a relegation battle. So if you're looking for something away from this juiced under, I would be leaning towards Everton on the money line. But my main lean will be the under two and a half goals, which is available at a price of seven to ten here for this one. Up next, we move on to the game here between Leicester and Newcastle, where... Newcastle are the 23 to 20 favorites to win away to Leicester here where Leicester are available at 9 to 4 and it's 5 to 2 here on the draw. Leicester have rediscovered some form, which has got them out of the relegation conversation. But Newcastle, for many people, are a team who are going to be challenging for the top four. I think it's way too early to say that at the moment. I think they need to carry on after the World Cup. I don't think they wanted the World Cup break. They were playing very, very well. They were very, very, con- they were very, very consistent. All their players were gelling together. I think January gives them a chance to add even more players here and make a real push for the top four or the top six but ultimately I still think Newcastle will do well to finish in in seventh spot and if we can get used to saying there's now a top seven I think that's already a big achievement for Newcastle because as I mentioned on the future show if you ask um, Chelsea supporters or Tottenham supporters or Man United supporters if they would accept finishing below Newcastle this season you would hear an emphatic no and uh, I think Newcastle would see it as a monumental achievement to finish above any of those yet they're priced up at one to four minus 400 to finish in the top six meaning that they're minus 400 to at least finish above one of these sides so they're minus 400 to finish above either Tottenham Man United Liverpool or Chelsea I just don't think that that's a that's a fair price and I still need to see a lot more from Newcastle here in this second part of the season for this game I think it's Going to be a little bit of a cagey one, I think. Leicester have improved defensively and have been involved in some cagey games as of late, or at least they were before the season took its break. And uh, I think we could see under two and a half goals here once again. And I think there's value on that here at plus money at the price of eleven to ten. Five of Leicester's last six Premier League games have actually featured fewer than three goals. Not something that you would tie with Leicester, but it's been a part of their improvement as they've moved up the table. And um, these two sides have been very, very good at the back recently. Both of them conceding a total of just three goals in their last 10 combined league matches. So the data tells you a low scoring game is on the cards. The odds suggest that you should be taking the over. I don't agree with that here. Therefore, we'll take a plus money selection on under two and a half goals here. I think a a 1-0 to either side or a 1-1 scoreline would not surprise me here in this one. Up next, we look at the game here between Southampton and Brighton, where Southampton are the 23 to 10 underdogs. It's 12 to 5 on the draw and it's 23 to 20 here on Brighton. I think Southampton are in real danger of going down. I don't believe in the appointment of Nathan Jones. I don't think that he's a great replacement for Ralph Hasenhootel. And I don't think Ralph Hasenhootel has had enough respect here for what he's done with Southampton. I think this team are going to be in trouble. And it would not surprise me to see Brighton picking up a win here. But Brighton do find a way to blow games. They draw too many games. They... ...aren't tight enough at the back... ...and they don't take enough chances up top... ...they always have a higher expected goals number uh, than than the actual goals that they've scored so that tells you that they are lacking something and therefore I think both teams to score would be a better way to go in this game. Brighton have particularly struggled for clean sheets under Roberto De Zerbi, who is not a defensive manager he's an attack minded manager but I don't think he has the pieces here in attack to play his style as yet we'll see what happens in January. As for Southampton they are yet to keep a clean sheet at home this season and games between these two tend to be pretty pretty entertaining. Both teams have actually scored in each of the last five meetings. So that's why I think both teams to score being offered at the price of 10 to 11 offers you some significant value because you're betting on something that has happened in each of the last five times. And when you're looking at this particular encounter, Southampton have a new manager uh, at the helm and so did Brighton and they have a manager in Roberto De Zerbi who does not believe in defending so I think this is a very very good there's a very good chance that we go six in a row here with the both teams to score selection and you're offered significant value at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110 here for this one. Moving on to the 5.30 kickoff on Monday, we see Liverpool travelling to Villa Park. They won't be facing their former manager because he has been sacked and Aston Villa are now managed by Unai Emery, in case you forgot. Aston Villa are the 7-2 home underdogs. It's 29-10 on the draw and Liverpool are the 10-13 favourites here to pick up an away win. It's assumed that Liverpool are going to be better in this second part of the season. I'll call it second part rather than second half. And I agree with that. They don't have a title to challenge for any longer, but they still need to solidify themselves as a team who will actually finish in the top four and be playing Champions League football next season. And that's essential in order to attract players like Jude Bellingham, for example, who they're heavily linked to. I don't think Jude Bellingham wants to play in the Europa League. So that's job one for Liverpool. And what would go hand in hand with improving your form would be improving your away form because Liverpool's away form has been awful so far this season. And therefore, it makes it difficult for me to take them until I see some significant improvement from Liverpool on the road. I'm sceptical to take them here as an away favourite. Do I think they'll win the game? Yes. But so far, I've not seen enough from them away from home. Plus, Unai Emery is looking like he's improving Aston Villa. They've been much better under him under his short term so far than they've been under Steven Gerrard. So my main lean for this game would be to take both teams to score simply because Liverpool have only kept one clean sheet in six Premier League away games so far this season and we've conceded in each of the last four home and away. While Aston Villa's two games under Unai Emery so far have seen seven goals in total with both teams scoring in each of them. So we'll ride the data and we'll look for Aston Villa to be able to score against a Liverpool team who have looked very, very lacklustre at the back and have looked very runnable away from home so far this season. They will need to improve that away record in order to make sure that they do qualify for the Champions League because they improved as we headed towards the World Cup and now we look at those odds and it's almost a foregone conclusion to some that they will finish inside the top four with Liverpool being mark, uh, priced up at around about 4-7, to 7, minus 200 to make it. I think that's way too short and uh, I need to see some improvement from Liverpool away from home before I'm solidifying them as a top four team once again. Or they are obviously a top four team on, on paper in terms of... Being one of the best four teams in the Premier League. But I'm not ready to say they're a guarantee to be in at the moment, the same way I'm able to say it about Manchester City or even Arsenal, based on the start they've made. And even that's not a guarantee, something that we spoke about over on the uh, resumption show that we did a couple of days ago. So both teams to score would be my main lean here. And once again, that's available at the price of four to six minus 150. Your last game on Monday sees the league leaders, Arsenal hosting West Ham. Arsenal are the 47 favourites to win this game. It's 10-3 on the draw and it's 11-2 here on West Ham. Really interested to see what kind of Arsenal we see without Gabriel Jesus. I talked about his importance over on the resumption show. He's a very, very important player and uh, that's going to be something Arsenal miss. Arsenal are going to need to adapt if they do play uh, Eddie Nketiah or whoever they do play in that position they are going to miss something but I think in this particular game they should be able to, to get over the line West Ham have not been particularly impressive so far and West Ham's improvement going up the table is not going to come away to the likes of Arsenal Tottenham, Liverpool, Manchester United or Manchester City, it's going to be picking up points in games that they should be winning I think Arsenal could win this with um, with a clean sheet I like Arsenal to win to nil which is available at the big plus money price of 9-5 to five. or you could take the safer direction of Arsenal with under four and a half goals tacked on to give you a better price than the four to four to seven on the money line it's been offered by the books. Arsenal went into the World Cup break having won four of their last five league games without conceding helping them to achieve the league's joint best defensive record whilst West Ham have lost three of the last five games without scoring. So with Gabriel Jesus not there, Arsenal are going to be able, Arsenal going to find it more difficult to score goals. But defensively, they've been very solid so far this season. I expect that to continue. West Ham themselves have been goal shy, so I do think Arsenal will be able to eke out the win here and uh, extend their lead to. Eight points clear at the top before Manchester City play. That will look very good and it will give Arsenal a confidence boost. Ultimately, I do think that they'll really suffer with the loss of Gabriel Jesus. I identified him as the second most important player in the Arsenal team, given what he does. As I said, if you want to hear more on that, go and check out the resumption show that I did a couple of days ago. But for this particular game, I'm going to take Arsenal to win it. If you don't like the money line price, then tack on the under four and a half goals. That takes your four to seven out to four to five, giving you a much better price here on this game. Moving on to Tuesday, we only cover one of the games here on Tuesday because the Manchester United game against Nottingham Forest is covered exclusively over on BetMEFC. So we covered a game between Chelsea and Bournemouth. Where Chelsea are the one to three favourites to pick up a win here. It's 17 to four on the draw, and it's 17 to two here on Bournemouth. Chelsea really need to get something going, but so do Bournemouth. Bournemouth have been moving in the wrong direction. They are on a losing streak entering this game, but that's more expected of Bournemouth. Bournemouth were expected to be significantly the worst team in the EPL. They started the season as the 1-2, two, minus 200 favourites, and despite the fact they've managed to climb their way up to 14th under Gary O'Neill, they are still available at 4-7, so there hasn't been a significant shift in terms of Bournemouth's price at the start of the season, although after the 9-0 defeat against Liverpool and Scott Parker went They did move to 1-6, minus 600. So there's definitely been an improvement since then. I think Bournemouth are going to come here to try and frustrate Chelsea. I think they're going to park the bus. But when you have this many quality players, you should be able to break that down. And I do expect Chelsea to dominate the ball possession, dominate the chances, and to create enough chances to win this game. And they should be able to win it convincingly. I don't think we're looking at a 3-0, 4-0 type of game but I think Chelsea should be capable of winning a 2-0 type of game here in this one, getting the breakthrough and being able to score another goal before the end of the game so I'm not expecting too much attacking here from Bournemouth, this is a Bournemouth side who have failed to score in three of their last six games but the reason that I'm not expecting too much from Chelsea is because they have also failed to score recently failing to score in their final three games before the World Cup so it's a game between a team who, or two teams that can't score but one team who are definitely going to come here with a defensive mindset to park the bus and to play with a defensive low block it's going to be down to Chelsea to dominate the ball create the chances and make their possession count I think ultimately Chelsea will come away with the win, but I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the best way to tackle this game would be to take Chelsea and to tack on the under four and a half goals, much like I advised for the Arsenal game. This is a little bit of a juicier price though, whereas the Arsenal selection got it to four to five. This one only gets you to three to four, but it's still better than taking off, much better than taking Chelsea at the price of one to three minus 300 on the money line. I think if Chelsea don't win this game they have significant problems I think they have problems anyway I don't think Potter was the right way to go but I think his appointment will be questioned much earlier if Chelsea fail to win this game because Bournemouth are considered to be the worst team in the league and if you can't beat Bournemouth at home who can you be you are in big big trouble and I don't think it gets spoken about enough how much money Chelsea actually spent in the last window because it was a ton and they should be doing a lot lot better and uh, as I said this is a game they have to win and I expect them to win it and Chelsea in under 4.5 goals is my selection here for this one the final game we cover takes place on Wednesday Wednesday It's between Leeds and Manchester City, where Manchester City are the three to ten favourites to win it, or two to seven now. It was three to ten. That's not that widely available anymore. So you are looking at two to seven. It's five to one on the draw, and it's nine to one here on Leeds. This is a game that I fully expect Manchester City to win. The main narrative will be around Haaland playing against his dad's former club, coming up against one of his old managers. But for me, the narrative here is that Manchester City love to play Leeds. Leeds are tailor-made for Manchester City. Jesse Marsh has tried to implement some defensive game plans, but ultimately the expectation of Leeds is that they're a club who play a certain style of football and they should attack and uh, Manchester City have been able to pick them apart previously. Manchester City beat Leeds 7-0 and 4-0 last season. Leeds have conceded six goals across their last two home games. In Erling Haaland he scored in the cup game against Liverpool. He's in form. He has four goals in his last five appearances and I expect him to get on the score sheet again and I expect this to be an easy night's work here for Manchester City as they leave Leeds with the points. So how do you tackle it? I think um, the best way to go about this is to take Manchester City to cover a minus 1.5 Asian handicap line here that takes you from the price of um, two to seven which is available for the money line and you can get yourselves a three to four on Manchester City to cover the minus 1.5 Asian handicap line here which I do think they'll cover relatively handily on Wednesday night. Closing out with your lock on the show I told you guys to tread carefully at the beginning here with the Premier League coming back. I do think there'll be some results that sting. So I've tried to be super safe with the lock. It is chalky. You do have to lay some juice. But I'd rather win and be on the safe side rather than find something that loses and put us in a one unit hole. So, my lock for this show is going to be a two team parlay on two teams that I definitely don't see dropping points from this match day 17 slate. The first team is going to be Chelsea, who are available at one to three. I don't see them dropping points in that game against Bournemouth because, as I said, the question will be. If you can't beat Bournemouth and you can't beat Bournemouth at home, who is Grand Potter going to beat as the Chelsea manager? Because if these players are not invested to the point where they're dropping points against Bournemouth, who are also out of form, then Chelsea have some significant problems, even more significant than they looked before the World Cup break. The second half of the parlay is Manchester City at the price of two to seven for all the reasons I outlined. They won this fixture eleven nil on aggregate across the two fixtures last season. I think Leeds are tailor-made for them and I look for a comfortable evening for Manchester City on Wednesday. Combining these two selections together gives you the price of five to seven and that's going to be our lock here on this show. That's it for me. Don't forget to check out all of my other content. I've been dropping podcasts left and right this week. We had our World Cup wrap-up show where we wrapped up the World Cup. We talked about the tournament overall and we recapped some of the futures winners that I gave out. Don't forget, I gave you guys the World Cup winner, the World Cup final, the Golden Boot winner, the Golden Ball winner. All of these were given out for free on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, so you can hear about that on the wrap show. There will be two episodes of MUFC. One is already available, looking at the Ronaldo situation, looking at his move to Saudi, looking at the GOAT conversation. And the second one will be looking at Man United's ambitions for the second half of the season, whilst looking at their futures odds and looking at that game against Nottingham Forest. And last of all, but by no means least, we have the EPL resumption show. This show looks at all of the futures markets as the EPL resumes. We look at all the major ones. Anyway, we look at the outright winner. We look at the top four. We look at the top six. We look at the relegation race, we look at the top goal scorer, we look at the top goal scorer without Erling Haaland because obviously Erling Haaland is the runaway favourite now and we also look at the next manager to go market as well. So that podcast is definitely worth a listen if you can find the time because this is a reset. The season is starting over again after 15 games so it's definitely worth looking at how things are sitting and that's exactly what we did over on that show. So I'll be back in a few days time. As you guys know by now, the festive period is hectic. I'll be dropping podcast after podcast. And the only way to make sure you get all of them is to make sure you have subscribed to the Soccer Gambling Podcast so you never miss a show. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.